Talking about that, there's many conversations that are on the table here, and I'd love to hear from you. And uh, one of the conversations is a very easy one. We're talking about what you wanted to be when you grew up. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you're like, nah, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Are you that? Did you make it? What What did you want to be? First of all, and did you make it? Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that. But also, we're talking about President Soro Maposa. I want to find out from you. You know, we think back to the mania promises because I was sharing earlier on it my frustration of seeing this man uh, or hearing President Soro Maposa speak. He's good at talking, but he's just not good at acting at all. He doesn't follow through. I was thinking back at some of the promises that he made that never uh, came to be. For example, I mentioned earlier on, he wanted, he said that he would be introducing audits for all ministers, lifestyle audits for all ministers. That has not happened yet. There was one SMS that we got of someone talking about the, uh, the speed train that we're supposed to get in South Africa. Mm-mm. That also has not happened. So what about you? Uh, when you think back to President Soromapos' promises, um, can you name one promise that is actually delivered on? Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Coming in on the WhatsApp line, though, many saying, where is this one that I'm looking for now? Uh, one says, what a joke, uh, Abongile, a minister of electricity. <laughs> we'll soon have uh, potholes. <laughs> A minister of potholes, I meant to say. Ah, uh, thank you so very much for that. Yeah, minister of potholes. That would be interesting. Look, if there was a if there was any ministry that I'd like to be created for me personally, I'd love to have the ministry of food tasting. If ever there's that, if ever the president will create a post like that, I would humbly, I would humbly serve. You know. <laughs> also coming in, one says, "Hello, Abs. What happened to the super city he was going to build? Hey, nah. Don't lie. There was a super city. Now I remember. Hate this man and promises. Keep him coming. Keep him coming. What promises did the president make that you still remember? And did those actually? Did he deliver on those? Would love uh, to hear your thoughts on that. And then I'll read this one SMS coming in from Diane in Durbanville saying, "Morning." Another person shot dead, a.k.a. in this violent country uh, that will live in. That is from uh, Diane in Edgemont. Uh, Diane, thank you so very much for that. If you don't know by now, uh, Eyewitness News also reporting that a.k.a. has been killed. That is rapper Kenan Forbes, known as a.k.a. that has been shot and killed in Devon. Unfortunately, these are the times that we live in in our country because, uh, you know, crime has become brazen. It's become violent and there's absolutely no fear uh, from the criminals because they know nothing's going to happen to them. Because our police, unfortunately, whether intentionally or unintentionally, they're losing the battle. 11 after 9. On capetalk.co.za On the app On DSTV channel 885 And across the city on 567 AM Join the conversation This is Cape Talk 
This is Cape Talk, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to talk about very interesting things. Now, to mark International Day of Women and Girls in Science today, we're chatting to the CEO of TechnoGirl Trust, that is Stavse Bongiles. Uh, she'll explain the organization that has uh, enabled just over 15,000 girls to complete a structured program, and on average, 75% of their beneficiaries advancing uh, to science, technology, engineering, mathematic, uh, mathematics careers. Sitola joins you now on the line a very good morning to you thank you so very much for joining us morning how are you and uh, morning to our listeners too absolutely fantastic thank you so so very much for joining us in conversation can you tell us about your organization first tell us about techno girl trust thank you uh, techno girl trust uh, was established in 2004 to encourage young girls to take up the careers in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, because statistics indicated that very few women are taking up the careers. Even those who take up those careers do not necessarily practice, and even those who go into the field to practice, they do not last because of the environment. So what we decided as Technogel Trust, we established a program called Technogel Program, where from grade nine, we then expose the young girls to have an understanding on the, of the importance of mathematics and that they need to pursue and, and study the careers in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And we did that by partnering with private sector. And those companies will then provide mentors who will then provide a, a experience and guide those learners so that they understand the importance of mathematics when they choose their subjects in grade nine and also guide them when they do their applications for post-schooling institutions. For those who don't go to post-schooling institutions, we then established a program focusing on digital skills, which is really artificial intelligence empowered program because that is the next emerging digital economy. And we are now preparing them to participate and access economic opportunities in the gig economy. So are we seeing more and more women and young ladies, you know, expressing their interest in the fields of science, mathematics, engineering, you know? Yes. I mean, um, our program... uh, Almost uh, 80% of those girls who participate in the program end up uh, either studying those careers in post-schooling or registering for this digital program. So yes, if they are guided at a very young age, I'm very confident that we are going to change the current trajectory where you will see that only 22% of women are participating in the artificial intelligent sectors. Only 28% of women are studying engineering studies. In in one of three researchers are women in the field of science. So... You know, you you talk also to the fact that you've, you know, you've worked with just over 15,000 girls. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to chat a little bit about that, but um, I'm sure there's been some challenges here and there that you faced as an organization. So w- what are some of those challenges that you guys have? Prior COVID, the biggest challenge really was to 
bring on board as many as private sector organizations so that they can provide um, this job shadowing opportunities for the young girls. So that was the biggest challenge because they, we, what we have made as a strategic decision is that we are only targeting girls who are from the household of less than 5,000 rand a month. Because those are the households where there will be nobody to guide and provide any educational advice. And in most cases, even in their schools, their schools will be under-resourced, will not have adequate teachers to provide career guidance. So by extension, it means these girls will not necessarily have enough financial resources to go and visit companies when the companies are willing to provide this mentorship experience to them so what that was the biggest challenge really to to have more companies who will then pay for their transport so that they can come and uh, access the mentors now during COVID obviously every company re-looked and repositioned itself in terms of the way you deliver your products and services And then what we have done now is that we provide this mentorship during school holidays, but at the school level. Now the biggest challenge, it is still transport. However, one of the biggest challenge also is that is access to data, because now we are providing a virtual mentorship. So those qualified professionals who are in the STEM field, they provide the support, the guidance, they share experiences, they interact with the, with the young girls, but virtually. Now data, access to uh, computers become a hindrance, data become a hindrance. But nonetheless, I must indicate that most of the schools in the country really have got computers. That, in a way, is dealing with this challenge. Not 100%, but it is, it is getting there. Now, the second challenge is really to, to have a commitment from the schools and the, the students that when they finish writing exams, you know, that last week of school for every holiday, that they have the commitment to come to attend the program. Because in, some, in most cases, the, young, the, the learners will say, Yo, we are having a break. So those are some of the challenges we are dealing with. But the Department of Education, and in particular, the provincial departments of education, because they are a critical part of our implementation partner, they've been unbelievably supporting and actively working with us um, to deal with. And I think I must mention that TechnoGirl also has got a, a key partner it's working with. One of the key founding partners is the United Nations Children's Fund. It has been a partner in terms of providing strategic advice, in terms of providing funding to the trust, but also the Department of Basic Education has provided a, 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 a intellectual and support to make sure that we are always aligned to the educational imperative of the country. And currently, we have got one of our strategic partners, PwC, which is assisting us to re-engineer the trust so that it's positioned to deliver on its mandate effectively and efficiently.
If you just joined in in conversation, 20 minutes after nine, good morning to you. My name is Wabongile Gansalenzela, standing in for Sarah J. And uh, you're also talking to the CEO from Technogel Trust, that is Wamastaf Sitole, who joins you to tell you for some of the things that they are doing to mark International Day of Women and Girls in Science today. Uh, she will also uh, be chatting to us about the organization that has enabled just over 15,000 girls uh, to compete, uh, or rather to complete a structured program, and on average, 75% of their beneficiaries advancing to the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics uh, careers. Perhaps you are one of those uh, who are who is uh, in this field of uh, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. What did it take for you to get there? What are some of the challenges that you faced as a woman in these fields? would love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, Mabustol, um, bringing it back to you, I mean, 15,000 girls that you've worked with, how do you choose these girls? Do they, is, it, is it them applying to you or do you actively go out and find them in their communities? Um, the Department of education at the provincial levels, they are the ones who identify the girls. But we have collectively developed a criteria. As indicated, the criteria is that you should be a young girl coming from uh, the the schools which are categorized as no fee-paying schools. Secondly, you should be coming from a household of no more than 5,000 income per month. And thirdly, obviously, um, as a motivation, they are looking for exemplary uh, 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 young girls who show dedication and, 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 and who really will utilize the support. And historically, before COVID, therefore, the physical address of the company which would have come on board to say, I'm willing to expose and partner with this girl, with you to provide guidance to the girls will then determine which schools participate. Now that uh, uh, post-COVID, we are now doing school-based virtual mentoring. We we are expanding the program so that uh, those, all the girls, who are in those schools, which are no fee-paying schools, and that they've got access to computers and data, they can have this valuable support and access to the program. And talking about this important day, I mean, many of our listeners will say, Yum, International Day of Women and Girls in Science Today. How significant and how important is it, Mama, to have this day? important because number one we have to continuously run an advocacy campaign to conscientize decision makers to conscientize parents and to conscientize young girls that it is important for them to participate in this field of science and if we want to also contribute to the future development of society of concepts it's important science is one of those areas where innovation is coming from. And currently, um, women are underrepresented. So to raise awareness that this is a field which exists, which is, this is a field with opportunities, 
And this is a field where we are underrepresented. Let's make a concerted effort. Let's develop interventions which can systematically change this systemic trajectory, this societal underrepresentation of women in the science field. So that is the importance of celebration. A celebration is about awareness raising. A celebration is about educating people. A celebration is about raising an issue of significance. Maybe somewhere out there there's a young girl or young lady sitting and listening to this conversation. Maybe there's a parent who says, maybe, just maybe my child could be part of this. If they wanted to get involved and maybe find out more about the Techno uh, Girl Trust, where would they go? What should they do? How do they get a hold of you? Okay. We have our office number is 011-781-9950. But they can also follow us on Facebook, Technogirl SA, on Instagram, Technogirl underscore SA, LinkedIn, Technogirl SA. So those are also our handles. Uh, just before we let you go, Staff Zitole, any parting words or perhaps what words would you like to leave with our listeners? My message is to to all women who are in position of power. I'm saying to them, let's unite. Let's be role model in a very practical way. The talking has passed. Let's do it. The talking. Yes. Thank you. The time for talking has passed. It's time for action now. Yes. I like it. Uh, thank you so very much for that. Uh, that is the CEO of Technogirl Trust. That is Stuff Sitole taking us to 26 minutes after.